Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CME curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. Hello, everybody. I'm Dr. Mariana Castell. I am the director of the Mastocytosis Center at the Brigham and Women's Hospital. And today I will be talking to you about the clinical presentations of indolent systemic mastocytosis and smoldering systemic mastocytosis. I will do that by illustrating uh, clinical vignettes. Uh, mastocytosis is a rare disease and the true incidence and prevalence is not clearly known. We have seen that to be more frequent in Caucasian populations, but the true evaluation of mastocytosis in other races and populations has not been undertaken yet. So one in 100,000 cases is potentially the incidence of the disease. And uh, we are looking into future studies that will allow us to see its prevalence and incidence in other races. The first vignette is a, an acute presentation in a young woman, 32-year-old female, who presents with her daughter to a mall and loses consciousness suddenly and is found in a pool of blood after feeling hot and dizzy and having a fluttering heart. She tells the ER doctors when she arrives there that her medical problems have been panic attacks, flushing, and a rash, and that she has had the rash for over 10 years and was told that the rash was freckles, where in fact the rash was a typical rash of mastocytosis. The second clinical presentation would be also acute presentation for an adult who presents with a drug reaction. So this is a 33-year-old male who's a runner, runs the Boston Marathon. He, at the end, uses 800 milligrams of ibuprofen, presents with sudden onset of flushing. He becomes hypotensive. He loses consciousness. He was found to be very short of breath before being intubated. And whose triptase is found to be over 2,000 nanograms per milliliter when he's found in the intensive care unit. And his symptoms when further questioning are that the patient has had flushing, has had chronic fatigue, depression, anxiety, bone pain, chest pain, where he has had multiple rollouts for cardiac disease. And he has had few lesions in his chest that nobody has paid much attention to that. Where upon bone marrow biopsy, he's found to have mast cell aggregates he is positive for kid mutation, and his baseline tryptase is 32. And in fact, the patient has systemic mastocytosis. Third presentation here for cutaneous mastocytosis is an acute pediatric presentation. This is a four-month-old boy who presents with fever, viral disease, skin blistering, and then is in the hospital given vancomycin and presents a seizure develops acute respiratory distress syndrome and cardiac arrest. His tryptase is elevated, as you can see here in the over hundreds, and a biopsy of his skin shows an increase in tryptase positive mast cells that indicates that the patient has diffuse cutaneous mastocytosis and a novel kid mutation is found in this child who uh, survives and with treatment is able to get out of the intensive care unit and, and recover from the episode. Here we have another presentation of systemic mastocytosis as hymenoptera, 
anaphylaxis. And in this particular patient, a 47-year-old man presents with loss of consciousness five minutes after being stung with a yellow jacket in his backyard. He's evaluated, resuscitated, and his allergy evaluation indicates that he is truly allergic with IG antibodies to yellow jacket and honeybee. He's placed on hymenoptera immunotherapy, and he is found to have more of those events, with tryptase level during those episodes being 29, and he has no skin lesions, and his baseline level is 25. Again, the patient is evaluated for mastocytosis and found to have aggregates in the bone marrow, and hymenoptera-induced anaphylaxis is one of the presentations of systemic mastocytosis. Finally, a 44-year-old woman with allergies who actually presents an episode with burning head, chest pressure, lightheadedness, is given epinephrine and receives multiple episodes of epinephrine, has a tryptase that is not elevated, but presents peripheral blood mutation kit, D816V positive, presents what is known as monoclonal mast cell activation syndrome, where there is no typical aggregates but abnormal mast cells. Finally, a 30-year-old male with osteoporosis and unprovoked fractures of uh, hips uh, with bilateral prostasis is found to have intermittent episodes of diarrhea, inability to concentrate, uh, mental fogginess, flushing, and again, unprovoked anaphylaxis with elevated tryptase. And his hip biopsy shows that he has aggregates of mast cells at RCD25 positive. So the presentation of mastocytosis mainly stems for a cutaneous rash that can be monomorphic in adults or polymorphic in children and also diffuse in some children and can present with cutaneous mastocytoma, an aggregate of mast cells in the skin that present upon scratching a very positive diarrhea sign. And that is highly specific and pathognomonic for cutaneous mastocytosis and in adults is associated with systemic mastocytosis. So the presentation of mastocytosis can have symptoms that go from five to 55 years. There is no increase in allergies or asthma, and there is very few familial association with that. Cutaneous are, symptoms are, as you have seen, prominent abdominal and gastrointestinal symptoms, psychological symptoms, and adverse reactions to medications, including non-steroidal anti-inflammatory medications, opiates, and sometimes abnormal blood counts. So the patients are referred from different specialists, dermatologists, internists, gastroenterologists, allergists, neurologists, endocrinologists, and even hematologists. And they have different diagnoses that can mimic mastocytosis. That is why the duration of the symptoms can be so long. And if you see here that for adults, indolent systemic mastocytosis is the most common presentation. In children, it's cutaneous mastocytosis and is a temporary phenomenon. So we have classified the mast cell disorders as primary with the clonal mast cell activation disorder, secondary and idiopathic. And when we see a patient, we have to make sure that when the patient has muscle activation symptoms, we have to make sure that we know how to categorize based on the history, based on the presentation, the symptoms, kit mutation, and tryptase levels. And we have here the different categories. So essentially, at the end of the day, what is important from patients who come to see us, mastocytosis is associated with cutaneous, with gastrointestinal, with systemic symptoms, including anaphylaxis. 
So essentially, uh, the presentation of mastocytosis requires that we look for multi-organ involvement, and particularly the organs that we have to look uh, the most commonly are the cutaneous, like the skin, gastrointestinal, neuropsychiatric symptoms, and also the presence of anaphylaxis. Thank you so much for your participation today. We hope that this educational program will help you raise awareness of a rare disease such as mastocytosis, that you will be able to help your patients with an early diagnosis and potentially a better treatment and management outcome. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by Global Learning Collaborative, GLC, and Total CME Incorporated, and is part of our Minute CME curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash CME. Thank you for listening.